for all Friday, September 8th, 2023. CNN dumps Biden, backstabs him in new polling, saying everyone is sick of Joe, including the Obama mouthpiece on CNN saying, Grandpa Joe needs to go to a nursing home. You never seen anything like this. Hunter Biden is about to face 10 years in prison after new indictment. What? And Donald Trump rising. Guess who joins the show today to talk about it? The great Carrie Lake, fresh off a massive election win in Arizona for election integrity. We will ask Carrie Lake all about it. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. If you wish to stay connected to us in a way that instills your values into the items that have high touch in your life. My wife and I talk about this. How like There are certain items that we use all the time. And there are certain items that we don't. And we try and rid our lives of the stuff we don't use. We're going to go clean out our garage this weekend, for instance. Like, and just get rid of junk, okay? But something that I use all the time is my phone. I want to make sure that my phone and the phone company has my values. And that is why I use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. And they are an amazing team. They're dependable nationwide coverage, giving us the best access in all three major networks. And you get the best coverage that you are accustomed to. We just released a documentary about Joe Biden uh, building Donald Trump's wall. That's how bad things have gotten. Joe Biden is secretly building Donald Trump's wall uh, in Arizona. We went to Yuma. It is in the like. It's like going to Mars, going to Yuma, Arizona. It's like in the middle of nowhere, desert, black rock everywhere. Our phones worked awesome. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service can help make the switch easy for you today. Go to patreonmobile.com slash Benny, patreonmobile.com slash Benny. Get free activation with the offer code Benny. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I got a little special little history lesson for you. Something called Operation Mockingbird. What's that about? Operation Mockingbird is from a committee called the Church Committee to investigate government abuse that was uh, from the 1970s. And they brought in a number of various agents and uh, media executives to talk to them about the CIA's uh, uh, manipulation of the American media and the deep state's manipulation of the press. And what they found was absolutely horrifying, that there were journalists who were effectively talking heads for the intel agencies, just Muppets, right, being parroted around at places like CBS, where the the owner of CBS just openly admits, yeah, dude, as soon as I took over CBS, the CIA approached me and said, we have all these assets working for you, and we want to continue that relationship because it's really important. And they're like, well, I mean, what am I going to do about it? You're the guys with all the guns and the police power. So, ladies and gentlemen, Operation Mockingbird is a real thing. It is not a conspiracy theory. It is effectively the intel agencies having mouthpieces throughout our corporate press. Now, so who is somebody that we know and love and care so much about that have has worked in our corporate press for a very long time? As he b- gladly says with a laugh uh, and a chuckle, Tucker Carlson says he's been fired from every single corporate network. <laughs> and he has actually, Tucker Carlson's worked for ABC. He's worked for NBC. Tucker Carlson's worked for Fox News, of course. For Tucker Carlson used to have a show on MSNBC. He used to have the top show on CNN. Whew, how things have changed. Could you imagine CNN offering Tucker Carlson a contract today or MSNBC? But here we go. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, Tucker Carlson was on a recent interview talking about his old employer, CNN, and said something absolutely bone chilling. Listen to this. Sure, you know. And, um, you know, there are a lot of anchors who, including people I know well and have worked with, 
at different networks. I'm thinking of one in particular, National Security Reporter, who was just a mouthpiece for the Pentagon and the CIA and is knowingly telling lies on their behalf. That's very, very common, very common. And I can think of a number of people at CNN who I know for a fact are doing that exact thing. And so, I mean, they're reading government propaganda from the intel agencies knowingly. And I'm sure they've got some internal rationale that allows them to get up in the morning and face themselves, despite having done something that dishonest. So wait, hold on. So Tucker Carlson saying that CNN is essentially like an intel operation that is being propped up as independent news, much like the various agencies that we learned about in the Twitter files, for instance, the government agencies that have backdoors into Google and Facebook and Twitter and effectively operate these free social network, free speech networks as government controlled oppo. So Tucker Carlson, we have absolutely no reason to doubt that he what he is saying there is true and that various anchors on CNN and presumably all of CNN's leadership, some of whom I know uh, are working hand in glove with our intel agencies in order to project to the American people that which institutional Washington wishes to happen. And that's the setup, ladies and gentlemen, for our first story of the day. If you go ahead and head over to the CNN front page, what you would find is this gigantic image at the very tip top. CNN gets a lot of web traffic, by the way. Uh, this is a, a formidable homepage still, even in our decentralized internet universe. The devastating verdict voters deliver on Biden. America's frustration with Biden could set Trump up to win back the White House in 2024. <gasps> most Democratic voters want an alternative to Biden. Most, most Democratic voters want an alternative. Seriously concerns voters about President Biden. Here's a video. The majority of Americans believe Joe Biden as VP was involved. And that would go on to say in the in the crimes that he committed in Ukraine. My goodness, what is happening here? What's going on? Well, there's a shift that is occurring and that we have talked about quite, quite extensively here, which is that the true institutionalized calcified power, the machine, as it were, as we like to call it, deep state may be overused and ill-defined, the machine of American politics and oligarchy, which is the same people keeping power regardless of the political winds of change, okay, the barnacles at the very bottom of the seafloor that gravitate towards the hot water volcanoes at the bottom of the ocean, the power, the power vectors, these people that have created these calcified machines in Washington, D.C. to protect themselves and to protect institutional power. You know that Henry Kissinger is 100 years old? Henry Kissinger's going to China? He just went to China last month to go broker some, like, thing with China. Uh, uh, on behalf of the United States of America, he's 100 years old. These people are fossils. Ladies and gentlemen, what scares them the very most is losing that power, having a movement that is primed to take that power away from them. The nexus of that power, obviously, uh, is the functionality of the federal government, which they have utterly consumed like a cancer. Try, try and get anything done. It's an incredible moment where like, 
I was called up by Ben Carson when he was in charge of uh, uh, housing and urban development, right? Something that shouldn't exist. Yeah, HUD should be stricken from DC. They bulldoze a whole ugly building. And Ben Carson calls me into his office to, you know, just chat in DC. And he's like, the biggest frustration, I asked him what the biggest problem was in his position, because obviously Ben Carson's a very brilliant and successful man. He doesn't need any of this. He's a multi-multi-millionaire. Like, he's rich, famous, doesn't didn't need it. His biggest problem in serving in that role, which he did a great job, arguably, uh, is that you can't fire anyone. He's like, do you realize how bad it is around here? Like, I can't get rid of anyone. There are people who have been here and haven't done a lick of work in 30 years. Fat asses who just like sit there and absorb government benefits and they haven't lifted a finger for the taxpayer or for you or me and I can't fire them. I'm not allowed to like get rid of these people. That's what I you talk about. You often have this like idea that the deep state is just like, you know, the, the, this like, like they have this menacing, like very sharp, like, very smart. No, actually, there's some of the dumber people. They're the, like the least successful members of society. They're freaks. Like, for instance, J. Edgar Hoover is like a like a like a deeply depraved cross-dressing lunatic who's utterly obsessed with everyone else's sex lives because he himself is an evil degenerate. Anyway, like think about those people. Those are the people like running the government. Anyway, the thing that scares them the very most is losing that power. A, a movement that has the will to power, right, to remove them, to get rid of government agencies, to break up D.C., to break up the power nexus that gives them uh, the unaccountable uh, total power, regime after regime after regime. This is why we focus so much on the show on Barack Obama, because Barack Obama is the is the man who has instituted that. Barack Obama was so obsessed with staffing out these federal agencies. He forgot to staff out the judges, thank God. Trump came in and then slammed a bunch of conservative judges through with our, the friend, with the help of our friend Mike Davis, actually, who you see on the show often. But Barack Obama was obsessed with staffing in Washington, D.C. Career appointees, people that can't be fired, people that stick around forever. And Joe Biden's entire staff, stem to stern, Saki, KJP, Jake Sullivan, all of these guys are Obama acolytes. It is Obama's third term. And he is a, Joe Biden is the cutout for Barack Obama. Nobody cares about Joe Biden. Joe Biden could go over a cliff, could fall from the sky, and nobody there would not be a, a, a single wet eye in Washington, D.C. They care about Obama. Obama is the head of the snake. He is the institutional power. He is the man who has brought Marxism to our federal government. Functional Marxism. Total control. This is why they were so effective in pushing the Russia hoax. That was why they were so effective in degrading your freedoms during COVID. The control mechanisms and vectors were there and they could put their shoulder to the wheel and actually like actually like retain control. And this is what is threatening them now. And this is why CNN has an article like this up at the very top of their site. Biden's unpopularity could give Trump his shot at reclaiming power. Our power is what they're talking about there. Our power. So this is a warning shot across the bow saying, Obama, nobody cares about Biden. Nobody, literally no one cares about Biden. Everyone knows he's a dementia-adled Muppet. 
This is a shot across the bow, ladies and gentlemen, to Barack Obama saying, you need a different, you need a different person for to project power inside of this office. CNN spent the entire day, and trust me, this doesn't happen by accident. CNN spent the entire day, the top of their website, end to end, every broadcast ripping Biden. So let's put this nexus together. If CNN is state controlled media and is operated, as Tucker Carlson says, as Operation Mockingbird is a state controlled media entity, then what message are they sending? The message they're sending is Joe Biden's going to Joe Biden threatens our institutional power by being such a wobbly jack wagon as president, such a corrupt individual as president. Now you know that they are hiring lawyers, bringing in all the people who ran Bill Clinton's impeachment. They know that this is going to horribly, what we're about to do to Joe Biden is going to horribly damage Joe Biden. They're clearly calling people that they think they can have leverage on, like Ken Buck, the congressman from Colorado that said he isn't in favor of the impeachment inquiry. They're They're leveraging out the things that they have on various members of Congress in order to try and like fix this vote against the impeachment inquiry, they are saying that what is happening right now is being so ham-handedly run that it threatens our power. And we know what is about to happen. For the first time in American history, we have a Republican party that is awake, like truly awake. A Republican party that is probably in favor of trying Dick Cheney and George W. Bush for war crimes. A Republican party that sees Mitch McConnell as the enemy. I hate Mitch McConnell more than I hate any other senator, Democrat or Republican. What does that mean? Well, that means that institutional power of which Mitch McConnell represents and protects. Trust me, Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are the same party. The moment you recognize that, then you'll be truly illuminated in your political thinking that Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are members of the same party. That is the party that's being threatened right now in Joe Biden's presidency. And they are starting to see forces and winds of change that they cannot control. And that scares the ever-loving S out of these people. And so they go to the media apparatuses that they have complete control over, and they start pushing this. Watch. An incumbent Democratic president losing support among Democrats, voters, including Democrats with concerns about his age, his handling of the economy and his son's alleged criminal activity. That is what President Biden faces this morning as he prepares to leave for a major trip abroad. His approval rating is near an all time low with 39 percent. Nearly 70 percent of Democrats say they want someone else running for president. 58% say Biden's policies are making economic conditions worse. And that is just a small snapshot. Do you think that these these people are like doing this in order to help Donald Trump? Do you think they're doing this because they've suddenly seen the light? CNN suddenly seen the light. The Russiagate people. The Stormy Daniels people. Ladies and gentlemen, they're not suddenly, they didn't all just suddenly meet Jesus they didn't, they didn't receive salvation into their hearts. They're doing this as a sign. 
They're doing this as a warning that we're about to lose power. They're prepared. This is predictive programming. Watch. The numbers are on your screen right now. Within the margin of error, no clear leader. Donald Trump, 47 percent. Joe Biden, 46 percent. They're basically in a statistical tie. But what I will note was there was not a single poll conducted by CNN during the entire 2020 cycle in which Donald Trump got a higher share of the vote than Joe Biden did. So this is a vastly different picture oh. from what we saw four years ago. That is so this is what happens here, ladies and gentlemen. What is occurring is that they are beginning to see that even their rigged polling, of course, these polls over-index Democrats, if you got a call from CNN, would you answer honestly or would you give them a piece of your mind? Would you hang up Would the phone melt based on what you have to say to them? These polls are skewed. They are rigged in order to give Democrats the results that they wish to see on their television screen. These are exactly the same polls that says Donald Trump has a zero percent chance of winning the presidency on Election Day in November of 2016. OK. This guy, Harry Enten, who I actually really do like. Um, he's like a very honest pollster is saying, so our polls that are rigged in favor of Joe Biden by 20 points or more are saying that Donald Trump's beating Joe Biden. So what does that say? That's say Joe, that says Joe Biden is a dead man walking that, that Joe Biden's career is metaphorically finished, that Joe Biden is finished, that there is no motivation here to save this regime. Where's the motivation? Take it away, Harry. It's one thing to have an opinion, but it's another thing to actually have an opinion and go out and vote. Yes. In terms of motivated or the most motivated voters so far, who are they leaning towards? Yeah, this is another potentially good sign for Donald Trump. So take a look here. Biden versus Trump. This is the margin. Among those extremely motivated to vote, Trump is up by six percentage points. Among all other voters, Biden's up by six percentage points. But these are the voters who are probably most likely to come out and vote. So I think there's a real question for Joe Biden. Can he motivate those who may not like either candidate or maybe lukewarm on him, come out and vote? Because if he can, that will be favorable for him. But at this particular point, there's just a lot of good signs for Donald Trump in this poll, given all the stuff that's been going on for him and many not so great signs for Joe Biden. also speaks. Ooh, not so great sense. All right, all right, all right. So there's, there's, there's a way to do this from a journalistic perspective where you save Joe, right? The, the politics of personal attacks, that's what really damages a person. So flip it on its head. Was there ever a data point to prove that Donald Trump was an unsuccessful president? Now, I'm going to remove COVID from that, all right? I didn't like the, I didn't like, I didn't like masking. I didn't like the vaccine push. I didn't like a lot. I didn't like a lot of things. I didn't, you know, 14 days to slow the spread. All of these Fauci psyops. I kind of missed the way he says China. I miss the way he says China. But I will say this. There is no data point to show that Donald Trump had an unsuccessful presidency. The only thing that they ever had on Donald Trump was like hoaxes, obviously, but then personal attacks, right? Donald Trump's mean. Donald Trump's tweets hurt our feelings. Donald Trump ha had a, uh, uh, an, a, the, a typical life of a celebrity, actually, settling nuisance lawsuits and whatever, hot mic stuff. 
They always had personal attacks on Trump. They could never argue with Trump's economy. They could never argue with the Abraham Accords. They could never argue with the immigration policy. They could never argue with shutting down fentanyl. They could never argue with shutting down the gangs and MS-13. They could never argue with what Donald Trump was doing for our military, what Donald Trump was doing for our law enforcement. They couldn't argue with any of the actual data. So they're going after the data here with Biden, but they're also personally going after Biden. Done a lot of work in corporate press. I lived in D.C. for 15 years. I've done like I've worked with PR firms. Listen, man, this personal stuff is what sticks. People go in and they kind of vote their gut. We didn't know what Donald Trump was going to do. Did you vote for Donald Trump in 2016? I know a lot of people who held their noses and voted for Donald Trump in 2016. Why? Well, because you couldn't imagine voting for the like sulfur smelling Satan on a stick, broomstick, Hillary Clinton. You couldn't, it's just so cringe. You couldn't imagine doing it. You just, oh, it just like makes your skin crawl. I, we didn't know what Trump was going to do. So yeah, you know, like, but whatever, like, hey, what, you know, America makes our country fun. Let's vote for the, the Trump guy. Nobody knew what was going to happen. That's a personal thing. That's a personal thing. Because on paper, Hillary Clinton, you know, to, on paper, you should have maybe voted for Hillary Clinton more than Trump. On paper, but like the personality stuff, you see your cackle and you, you know, you say, what, wipe it with a cloth? What difference does it make? Like, people are like, oh man, she's repulsive. She's so gross. Like, ugh, yeah. Ugh. So that's why it's so interesting that CNN starts attacking Joe personally. That's what I think is so fascinating about this. The next thing that they, they don't just badger him with data, which is the easiest way to attack someone. Oh, the data's off. That doesn't really like stick. The, the the harshest stuff, the stuff that really sticks with the American voter is you go after them personally, like the personal attributes that they can't fix. Dude, check out what CNN's saying about Joe Biden personally. Watch. Another issue that has been of concern, according to this poll, is the president's age. That is a question that has persistently lingered throughout this campaign. And you see the concerns uh, that voters have there about the president's age, about his health and his stamina uh, going forward. Of course, the White House says, uh, look at him, look at his accomplishments, look at his uh, travels, his foreign work uh, as proof that the president is up for the job. But it is a question that will continue to face this White House and the campaign. If you just take a look at Vice President Kamala Harris as she was traveling in Indonesia uh, over the past few days. She's had a pair of interviews where she's had to address the president's aide. So what about Van Jones? What, do I, what, uh, what, what about Van Jones? Let's remember that Van Jones was a extremely prestigious and high up appointee in Barack Obama's uh, phalanx of committed Marxists who were going to utterly reform our government and take it over like a, like an octopus uh, and to institute and usher in a thousand-year reign of Marxists in America. Let's sort of put aside all of Barack Obama's creepy personal history and understand that Barack Obama's a perfect person to do this. And there are a lot of really strange things that happened in Barack Obama's life that led to his uh, very out-of-the-blue ascension to the U.S. presidency. But he did surround himself by Marxists. He surrounded himself by radical, hardened activists who learned in Marxist schools. Van Jones is one of them. So when Van Jones speaks on CNN, he is effectively speaking directly for Barack Obama. Listen to what he has to say. Uh, I think a lot of Democrats uh, look at these numbers and say the whispers are finally showing up in this data. 
Uh, people are talking behind their hand. They worry about Joe Biden. Joe Biden's like that grandpa that you love, that you believe in, you owe a lot. But you, you, you start to wonder, uh, you know, would, would you give this grandpa a high-stress job for six more years, or would you want something else for him? That's what's being talked about. And people are scared to come out and, talk, and say anything about it. But I think it's important for us to have this conversation now. I think this may be the bottom for Joe Biden. He may go up as the economy improves. But right now, the economy is getting better, and fears about the economy are getting worse. Uh, okay, uh, wait a second. So, Grandpa Joe Biden— Van Jones saying that Grandpa Joe doesn't have the stamina, doesn't have the faith of the Democrat Party, doesn't have the uh, backing of the American people. And Jim Messina there joining him on CNN, smiling and laughing. This is the guy who ran Obama's. This is the guy who ran Obama's two election campaigns. Jim Messina is the guy who effectively got Barack Obama elected. So that's like the Obama wing going directly after their own Muppet. Do you see do you see what's going on here? Joe has lost his usefulness and they will discard him like a styrofoam tray at a Sonic burger. And they're getting ready to. But what happens next? Oh, man. Oh, we got some really interesting, fascinating breaking news that is flying on our Twitter right now. So a lot of people are like, Gavin Newsom's Gavin Newsom's next. Or Michelle Obama. They'll put Michelle Obama in there. Interesting how over the past interesting 48 hours for Barack Obama, Michelle Obama flew off to Spain to go hide inside of the palaces of the royal family of Spain. Not looking too happy. None too happy. Michelle Obama. Don't think so. Don't think so. Also, you know that like the deadlines are like this month in October and November to even like get on primary ballots all across the country. We have a theory here. We have a theory, and it's going to shock you. It's gonna, you're going to hate it. You're going to hate it. Okay, I hate it personally. We have a theory, and that theory was just validated in big, huge, monstrous ways. Are you ready? There is a way for them to get somebody to. Oh, and here's what Michelle Obama looked like as she as she is seen without Barack, uh, uh, zipping off to Spain to go hide in seclusion. Hmm. I'll let you infer whatever you wish to take from that. Uh, looking none too happy. Remember, by the way, uh, this is the first lady that got v voluminous numbers of fashion magazines uh, putting her face in supermarket aisles. You know, you can't even tell. You, you can't even count the number of times that Michelle Obama got a front page of a magazine. Yet, yet Melania Trump, a literal supermodel, never was featured once on a fashion magazine. Remember, we talk about this. Cultural communism, total Marxist control. The media is, media is like so important to grab hold of. This is why Melania Trump never got a single magazine cover. Yet Michelle Obama was featured on everyone again and again and again. That's right. So anyway, we have the theory. This is the theory. In order to get on the primary ballot, to beat Joe Biden in a primary, you would have to get on the ballot like now. Like the filing dates are like now, okay? Like November, October. Like, but you have to file immediately. 
And there's a ton. You need a phalanx of lawyers to do it. Like the idea that Michelle Obama can like sneak onto these ballots uh, like is untrue. And, uh, you know, obviously Gavin Newsom would also be somebody who everyone's postulating will run against Joe Biden. But he would have to again, you would have to start your you would have to start running for president immediately. You would have to rush your lawyers, all the paperwork to get it can't be done. It can't be done unless you did it today and you had the best lawyers in the world to like get you all this stuff right now. Can't be done. But there is a backdoor way to do it. Gavin Newsom explains in this chilling clip. Have a listen. Filing deadlines haven't passed. President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely? Well, I think the vice president is naturally one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to move past this notion that he's not going to run. President Biden is going to run uh, and looking forward to getting reelected. Uh, I think there's been so much wallowing uh, in the last few months and hand wringing in this respect. Uh, but we're gearing up for the campaign. We're looking forward to it. I, I under, you know, but. You hear these calls privately. What do you tell these donors who are wallowing? In this? Uh, time to move on. Let's go. And am I supposed to interpret that comment about the vice president that if for some reason the president chose not to run at this point, well, that's the natural, everybody rallies that, around her? The, it's the Biden-Harris administration. That's a, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a little old-fashioned about well, you know, presidents and vice presidents. I was a lieutenant governor, so I'm a little subjective. What? Did you hear the initial, the immediate, did you hear the like instant reaction to that question? That's the tell. Listen to the first five seconds. Do you catch it? Watch. Filing deadlines haven't passed. President Biden doesn't run. Why shouldn't we consider you a likely? Well, I think the vice president is naturally one lined up and the filing deadlines are quickly coming to pass. And I think we need to. I think the vice president is the one lined up. <laughs> Did you hear it? It's amazing. There's like a Sherlock Holmes where like he stages a house fire in order to catch where the, you know, vil villainous lady has has stowed away her most valuable possessions because in the middle of a fire or a panic, you like kind of naturally like turn to like your most valuable possessions. When asked what's about to happen when Joe Biden doesn't make it to 2024, Gavin Newsom's like, Kamala's lined up. Kamala's already been selected. Oh, baby. And it's almost like Kamala knows it. Here's the vice president, Madame Vice President, from 48 hours ago. Questions about the president's age often go hand in hand with questions about how you would step in the role, you know, if necessary. Do you feel prepared for that possibility? Uh, and serving as vice president prepared you for for that job? Yes. Um, and how would you you know describe the, that that process? Which part? Like as far as you know, being ready for that. Uh, for that well, first of all, let's. I'm answering your hypothetical. Um, but Joe Biden's going to be fine, so that is not going to come to fruition. But let us also understand that every vice president, every vice president, understands that when they take the oath, that they must be very clear about the responsibility they may have to take over the job of being president. I am no different. I am no different. 
I'm ready. Did you hear her initial response? You can always tell these people are so bad. They have such bad poker face. The initial response always betrays you. Your your initial reflex response always sort of like is always the tell, right? When your voice goes up, when you sit forward in your chair, it's always the tell. I'm ready to take over at any time, Kamala says. Oh, boy. But is America ready for that? Will they have worse problem with Kamala? Because Kamala is the, again, backdoor, backdoor way that they can get Joe Biden. Joe Biden can just simply be the man who's on the ballot. And then Joe Biden steps aside for whatever reason. We'll get to that in a second. And then who like there is actually a ascendancy there via our founding documents where you just automatically get Kamala and she automatically becomes the person who runs for president and she doesn't have to stand for a single primary. So it's almost like they're they're muscling Joe Biden through this primary process to rig it for Kamala. Is that the plan? And then she picks Newsom to run as her vice president or she picks Michelle Obama to run as her vice president. Oh, baby. I don't think that America is ready for Kamala. We went to the streets and asked the largest black and oldest black fraternity in America was gathering just down the street from our studio for their national convention. What they think of Kamala Harris, this is a uh, fraternity that's uh, loud and proud. And you'd think that they'd have quite a bit to say about the first black vice president in American history. Uh, let's have a listen. Your favorite Kamala Harris quotes. Nope, y'all know any. Kamala Harris quotes. Sorry. When we talk about the children of the community, they are a children of the community. What is your favorite Kamala Harris quote? I don't have one. You need to get to go. I need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home. Stop it. Get some help. Do you have a favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Kamala Harris accomplishment. You know what? If I would have known of one, then I would have thought of one. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. What is your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Favorite? I'm not sure. (laughs) That's okay. Uh, She wasn't... uh... What's your favorite Kamala Harris accomplishment? Come on, she's vice president. Baby, we're winning. I'm telling you, we're winning. And they won't be able to stop what's coming. Even CNN now reporting on Joe Biden's crimes just to tell you exactly how the winds have shifted. And again, this isn't because CNN found Jesus or found their salvation. This is a warning to the regime that they are vulnerable and they are terrified. Watch. We're talking about Danny here, the time when he was vice president, right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61% of Americans think Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisanship drives this, right? Obviously, nearly all Republicans, 90% believe that. This has been a major storyline and talking point on Fox News and elsewhere. 64% of independents believe that Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 28% of Democrats. And I want to show you, of 
that 61% overall there that believe uh, he had dealings, 42%, Dana, think that Joe Biden acted illegally when he was vice president in those business dealings. Uh, 38% say not involved. 18% said he acted unethically, but not illegally. But that is a significant number as well. We just can't, we just can't believe it. We can't believe we're the ones who are supposed to tell the American people what to believe. How are they getting this information? They're getting it from this show. Our show. Us. We are the ones driving the media now. We are the media now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. We're the ones. And CNN is flabbergasted. And that's not even the best clip. Check this out. And when you look here about President Biden now serving as president, his actions in the Hunter Biden probe, have they been appropriate or not? Um, 55 percent of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe inappropriate. 24 percent of Democrats, again, a majority of independents, 52 percent and nearly all Republicans at 90 percent believe that. And this is to show what happens when you don't push back at all, which is really basically what the White House has been doing, there's not been a Hunter Biden defense uh, kind of mounted in a public relations way. And it's starting to seep through beyond just the right wing echo chamber. Mm, it's almost like they found a compromised man that they could get rid of at any time and then backdoor in old Kamala, the old Kamala backdoor, something she's very familiar with. And are you familiar, ladies and gentlemen? With the fact that even in dark blue New York state, there are massive Trump banners being unfurled in the middle of Yankee games. Check this out. Go, Joe, go, go. All right, baby. The winds, they are a changing. Make sure that you are prepared when they do change. Make sure that you are diversified in your investments and do so with my friends at Allegiance Gold. I am sick and tired of watching the Biden regime collapse our banks, inflate our currency, destroy our dollar and add volatility to my portfolio. Please imagine a future where you have diversification in how you have invested. Do that with my friends at Allegiance Gold. You can get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithpenny.com today. Give them a call at 844-66-PENNY. Don't wait. Take control of your savings. Now, go gold today. All right, baby, we got some interesting news on the Hunter Biden uh, uh, front. We brought you yesterday the news that Hunter Biden would be facing mandatory minimums when it comes to the gun charges that the special counsel is going to bring. We'll see how that plays out. They're going to charge him in less than two weeks, according to their newest court filing documents. Ah, uh, yikes. Okay. All right. Weird. I won't hold my breath, but we'll see. James Comer, though, uh, friend of the show, was saying that's the least of his worries. Gun charges are the least of the crimes that Hunter has committed. Top Republican claims. James Comer criticizes special counsel David Weiss in insists that he's trying to sneak through another sweetheart deal. Comer going in effectively on the money laundering aspect of this. James Comer has a banking background and saying that these are where the real crimes are. And every time you move laundered money, that's a new felony, right? So this is why this is why guys like Sam Bankman fraud, uh, 
they are facing so much. Bernie Madoff, every time you've laundered money and then you ch- that money changes hands or moves accounts, further felonies, more felonies, they all add up. That's how you can put guys away, like these financial crimes guys, you can put them away for thousands of years. James Comer with a banking background saying, we're coming for you, baby. Watch. Where do we stand with these offshore Biden family accounts? That's where the action seems to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when the IRS whistleblowers testified, uh, they did answer a question that they were uh, aware of offshore accounts and they were working to get them. And that was about the same time that uh, the DOJ and their superiors at the IRS told them to stand down. So we're confident there are offshore accounts. But remember, what you've seen with all these bank accounts that we've found, uh, we found over 20 bank accounts. Each shell company had at least one bank account. They were in different people's names. Like the first bank account we subpoenaed was called Robinson Walker. It was in Rob Walker's name, but Hunter Biden was a uh, owner of that account and a recipient of 40% of that Chinese wire. So they set these up to be complicated. They set these up just like they did the pseudonyms with the emails. They set everything up to try to deceive any future investigation are you confident you're going to be looking forward to having james comer on the show very very soon and look forward to next week when congress will be back in session and there is a lot of wood to chop we are going to have an impeachment of joe biden prepare yourself this is going to happen we have done our homework we have made our phone calls we've brought some of the members that we've been talking to on the program to tell you directly this impeachment inquiry is going to happen into joe biden and they will have the votes to impeach after the inquiry get ready now there is more information that is dropping john solomon who's one of our favorite reporters uh saying wait a second the the european union you remember the, the european union is like Democrats wet dream like they would love to have the kind of social control that they have inside of these collapsing socialist nations uh, all across Europe. The European Union is now defying Joe Biden, effectively stating that Joe Biden uh, committed bribery and treason in Ukraine by getting the prosecutor fired. A new bombshell report shows. Watch. To the very contrary, the week after Joe Biden secretly made the threat to Ukrainian press, uh, President Petro Poroshenko saying, if I, you, you don't fire him, you don't get your billion dollar loan guarantee, which was opposite of what state told him to do. All right. The week after that, the European Union wrote a report. We made it public tonight. It said that Ukraine had met all the benchmarks, all the benchmarks for a ref- its reform agenda on corruption, on fighting organized crime, on human trafficking and on money laundering. The four big things that the U.S. and the West were supposed to be looking for. They actually gave glowing quotes in the report. They said it was impressive progress. Uh, this is completely opposite. Joe Biden threw Europe and the State Department under the bus to make it look like he didn't fire the prosecutor to benefit his son. The European Union says uh, that's not true. And the State Department's own documents say it's not true. A man who is willing to concoct a story that uh, for 51 intelligence agents to tell us the laptop was fake when it wasn't, was also willing to take our allies in Europe and take the State Department and give them a false story, which, by the way, they sustained through Donald Trump's impeachment and all the way through the 2020 election. Come on, baby. It's heating up. It's almost like they put a man that was so corrupt and so compromised into office that they could just get kind of get rid of him when he became 
uh, a nuisance, and he served out his usability. And now, well, after the protections of this super state have collapsed, what will the Bidens be facing? Well, jail time. How much jail time? Have a listen. Um, however, there are continuing questions as this court paperwork is showing that Hunter Biden's legal troubles are certainly far from over. The special counsel saying that he plans to ask a grand jury to indict the first son by the end of this month. President's not commented on this yet, obviously, but federal prosecutors say they plan to indict Hunter on charges that he allegedly lied on a gun application by failing to indicate he was also using drugs at the time. Not long ago, prosecutors were planning to uh, let Hunter enter this diversion program where he could serve jail time. Uh, but now lawyers for the first son uh, say that they are outraged that this is moving to a trial. They know everything there is to know about the gun possession. Hunter had a gun for 11 days. It was never loaded. It was never used. There has never been a standalone gun charge like this brought by this office ever. And should they not be? Got to correct myself real quick. The diversion program would have uh, uh, allowed him to avert jail time. Now that the uh, diversion program is off, the trial is on, jail time is a possibility depending on where this goes. Come on, baby. Jail time is a possibility. And of course, we've had various federal prosecutors joining the program saying jail time here is a mandatory minimum. You have mandatory minimums between 10 and 15 years. So get ready. Sucks to suck. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody who really, really does such a spectacular job of cracking the code in the corporate press, somebody who does such a great job of speaking truth, the CNN clips, we don't understand. Why do people think that Joe Biden's illegal? Why do people think that Biden's actions are illegal? Well, it's because there are Americans who have a platform who are speaking out and who are winning off of a fresh ruling from an Arizona judge instituting perhaps one of many future election reforms in the state of Arizona that had just a messed up disaster of an election. Ladies and gentlemen, fresh off a court victory for election integrity, the great Carrie Lake joins the program now. How are Carrie, you? Carrie, congratulations. So wonderful to see. Please give us an update from Arizona. It sounds like the uh, it, it sounds like the signature matching is now finally dead as a dodo bird. Uh, are we reading this correctly? This well, rolling? you know, we had a case that um, we showed how what a sham signature verification was. They weren't even they were taking one to two seconds and just saying accept, accept, accept with uh, tens of thousands of signatures. We know it's a sham, it's a joke. Mail-in ballot is the way that they, one of the big ways they uh, steal victories from the people. And, and so we pushed that case and our judge ruled against it, but another case moving forward, a judge ruled that um, they can't just compare these signatures from everything you've signed in your whole life. They have to go back to the original record, your voter registration record, and compare that signature. So this is a victory. We also have four other cases moving through the, through the courts right now. Next week, my uh, federal case to ban these terrible machines that have components made by our adversaries and you know we don't even know how they work it's a black box where your vote goes to die 
We've been working to ban those. That's moving to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. We also have a case where we are fighting for public records to get the envelopes that people mail back their ballot in because we want to prove there are no signatures on many of these and the signatures that are there don't even match, don't even come close. And we've got a two-day trial on that. Um, a lot happening. Our original election case is in the appellate court. And I'm being sued by a government official who helps run the elections for defamation because I have the audacity to speak out and let the public know what kind of elections are being run and what they're doing behind the scenes to trample on our sacred vote. So, you know, I guess if you're not being sued for defamation or caught up in lawfare, you're probably not working hard enough to save our country. I feel like it's I feel like it's important to point out that the, the same people the same federal government that says that 2020 is the most secure uh, election ever, like totally miss articles like this from the Associated Press directly from Arizona. Arizona woman guilty of illegal ballot collection scheme. Arizona woman accused of illegally collecting and filling out ballots in the 2020 election has pleaded guilty, will be facing federal charges, serious forgery and conspiracy charges. These kind of stories never get any play. Oh, and don't. And, they, and that's and when, when you hear the, the leftist media say there is no evidence. You know, you can bring all the evidence you want to an idiot, but you can't make an idiot look at it. And that's really what we have in the in the mainstream media, a bunch of idiots. There's actually video of that woman that you're showing on your screen, um, taking the exchanging the money, grabbing the ballot, filling it out. It, it's right there on video in front of your eyes. And they're asking us not to believe our eyes anymore. We have a mountain of evidence that they rigged an election, stole an election, uh, sabotaged an election in 2022. There's a mountain of evidence in 2020. And the media in unison, they all say, but there's no evidence. These people in the media are culpable. And that's why you're seeing the panic in the media right now, Benny, because they know they've been part of all the lies that have been perpetuated and pushed on the American people from COVID, from the lies about COVID, from the lies about the stats of COVID deaths, from the lies about the safety and efficacy of these shots, these vaccines, they've been part of the lies. They've been part of the lies going back to smearing President Trump for eight years yeah. and the witch hunts and uh, Russia, 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 all of this. And they know that they've got blood on their hands and they're in a panic, just like the deep state actors in the swamp are in a panic. They know they've been caught. Well, there is certainly uh, a considerable amount of anger that I have towards this specific issue in this specific election for you as I was on the ground in Maricopa County and saw for myself. So it's, it was it was difficult for me. I, I like I, I left Florida. I went to Arizona. And I saw for myself. I went to polling locations and it was chaos. It was absolute chaos on Election Day. Lines longer than anything I've ever seen. Lines longer than a Chick-fil-A line on a Saturday night in the drunkest street in your hometown. Like it's it, I could, I've never seen polling places so poorly run. People didn't know what they were doing. They were showing up with like paper ballots, like the mail-in ballot. Like it was a disaster. It was a chaos. And so God, like, thank you. Designed. Karen. Yeah. Chaos by design. Yes. Thank you. Sabotage. They rolled out, knowingly rolled out broken equipment, tabulators that they knew would fail at 59 percent. They knew 59 percent of them would fail. They took those tabulators and they put them surprise, surprise in all of the Republican voting areas. And the lines were very long, starting at 6 a.m., 
We saw lines that were two and three and four. We even heard a report of a six hour line. People were walking away and just saying, I, I don't have time to vote. I have to pick up my kiddos from school. I got to get to a little league game. I have to go to work. You know, six hours is a long time to wait and vote. I'm not even sure I could have done that. I, I definitely couldn't have. And because it was in Republican areas, the liberal media says, oh, well, and how dare it? How dare these people running Maricopa County election? They called it a hiccup. If it's truly a well-run election and a transparent election, you don't mind transparency. Instead, every step of the way, as we've tried to get public records for how this election was run. They have fought us. They've denied us those records. They've forced us to get attorneys and sue to get those records. And we're finally winning in getting those records. Mm. But that's part of their plan, Benny, is to drag their feet, drag their feet and hope that they can, that we will just give up. But, you know, I'm from Iowa. I'm the youngest of nine. I don't give up. I will never give up. This is a hill worth dying on for me. Uh, Carrie, we have some uh, a segment on the program that we are so delighted uh, that you are joining us for. It's called Salt That Lib. Uh, it is where we play a clip where libs got really, really salty uh, about said clip or got completely owned. And you are the subject of our Salt That Lib clip today. Please enjoy. Which one of you is from the New York Times? You know there's only two genders, right? <laughs> there's only two genders, and they know that in Iowa. I challenge the New York Times reporter and the Washington Post reporter to try to milk a cow and then try to milk a bull and see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true Iowan, Carrie. That was so much fun. And I should say, I never got any credit. I was milking that cow with one hand. Did you notice that? And getting quite a bit of milk, by the way. You know, we, we laugh at it, Benny, because you and I are both from the heartland. Um, but, but honestly, these gender ideology majors uh, at these universities, they should be required to get milk from a bull before they are given their diploma. So the Iowa, uh, so Trump going to the Iowa, Iowa State game as an Iowan, you are uh... Uh, your thoughts. I'm sure you have. Uh, I'm sure you have allegiances here. I am ecstatic. As a matter of fact, I was texting back and forth with the president on this, and I said, "This is a, a genius political move." Yes. More important than that, he's going to love it because it's it's one of the great uh, football rivalries in the country. You know, in Iowa, where we're from, Betty, we don't have professional sports, so the college teams are as close as you get to professional sports. Every single Iowan will be watching or paying close attention to this game. This is a way he can reach the entirety of the state in such a positive way. Now, I know and I'm hoping that the University of Iowa Hawkeyes win. I told him mm -hmm. he should be neutral. <laughs> Best pay play at neutral. <laughs> and what about what about uh, moving forward in, in 2024? You, you obviously know uh, President Trump very, very well. And he's there. There are very bright signs ahead in spite of everything that they were trying to do. It's becoming quite biblical, actually, where sort of the the, the trappings of the evil men uh, the ensnare themselves. And you are starting to see like this real Trump moment. We spent the entire first half of the show talking about how CNN, CNN is being broken by new polls showing Donald Trump ascendant. Uh, your thoughts on 2024? Where are we headed? We've never seen this much momentum. We've never seen this 
great of a lead with I don't think any political figure, especially one at the uh, the president level. And we know how incredibly popular President Trump is. He won, I think it was 63 million votes his first go around in 2016. He added 12 million additional votes, winning the most ever, even though the media wants us to think Joe Biden got 81 million. President Trump actually made history in 2020 with his incredible number of, of new votes that were coming his way. And I think this one's going to be a blowout unlike anything we've ever seen. President Trump is the man for the moment. He is the man who's going to help save America and, and really save the world, because if America falls, the world falls as well. And I believe he's not only the greatest president in our history, I think he will go down as one of the greatest leaders in all human history. This is how important a moment we are in right now, Benny. And I thank God every day I wake up, I say, thank you for, for for making me uh, be part of this movement. And thank you for placing me here at this incredibly mo important moment in history. We all have God-given abilities we can use to help save our country and our world. And I know President Trump is using all of his abilities to do just that. Yes. And uh, you will be using your abilities, presumably, to jump back into the arena at some point, I'm certain. Uh, I assume you don't want to make any news about the Arizona Senate race on our show, but I might as well ask. <laughs> well, I've been very honest about it. I have been um, honestly, seriously considering it for a while now, and I'll probably be making up my mind here in the next month or so. But we have an opportunity, Benny, to pick up a Senate seat in Arizona that right now is in the hands of somebody who votes with Joe Biden 93, 95 percent of the time. I can assure you, Arizonans don't agree with anything Joe Biden is doing, let alone agree with him 95 percent of the time. And we have another guy who's jumped in on the left who is, uh, I think he's an admitted socialist Democrat, closer to a Marxist. This is disastrous for Arizona. I've seen the polling. I know that the people of Arizona uh, respect me and they know that I will work hard for them. And so I'm seriously giving it thought to jump into that. We've got to get a senator. You know, we have all these senators. Many of them have ours behind their name, but they've done everything they can to thwart the America First movement. Yes. We need senators in D.C. who will help President Trump uh, bring about his Agenda 47, enact those amazing proposals that will help save America. So I'll be making an announcement here probably in the next month or so. All right. Well, we're looking forward to that as much as we are looking forward to the Iowa State game. You won't be there, will you, Carrie? I wish I could be there, actually. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love going to Iowa games, especially when it's Iowa, Iowa State, the Cy-Hawk game, as they call it. I am actually here in Florida right now, and I'll be speaking to an amazing group of patriots um, with Byron Donald. So I'm looking forward to that. It's an, a commitment I made uh, quite a while ago, and so I honor my commitment, and I'm going to have to just watch the highlights from the game. All right, ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. Carrie Lake, you know where to follow her. Follow her on X. Here is her account. Carrie Lake is one of the people who are actually fighting and winning. Winning, isn't it nice to see a win for election Ooh. integrity? <laughs> yes, winning signature verification in Arizona. Let's keep going, chipping away at these Marxists, and Carrie Lake has the sledgehammer. Godspeed. Thank you so much. And God bless you and your family. I'm praying for your beautiful wife. I know that the delivery is going to go great. And I can't wait to see pictures of your uh, your bundle of joy. Ah, yes. Well, we will take many pictures. I assure you of that. <laughs> Thank see you, you Gary. Ladies and gentlemen, Carrie Lake. Isn't it inspiring? 
people that are actually fighting and winning, taking on the Leviathan, the man against the machine, David versus Goliath. And sometimes Goliath falls. Check out what's happening in New York. Kerry Lake was someone who regularly brought up the issue of illegal immigration and criminal immigration into the state of Arizona. We went to Yuma, Arizona and saw it with our own eyes, the second, the, like a second on the border in Yuma, Arizona. And we saw a bunch of migrants just give themselves up to Border Patrol. They just gave themselves up. And then the Border Patrol acted as just like an Uber into the country. This is from our documentary that was published uh, last weekend about it, and we encourage you to go watch it. It's so bad that it, it, that Joe Biden is actually being forced to build Donald Trump's wall in spite of the uh, Judas Republicans that stopped Donald Trump from completing his wall. And so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we've been warning about this for a while. It is your fault if you do not heed our warnings. Now the leftist mayor of New York is straight up saying, uh, listen – this is going to destroy New York City. We are, our city is going to collapse because and due to illegal criminal immigration. Well, pal, how's that crow taste? How's how's taking your medicine look? This is what taking your medicine looks like, you fraud. Watch. Never in my life have I had a problem that I did not see an ending to. I don't see an ending to this. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. Destroy New York City. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. One time we were just in Venezuela. Now we're in Ecuador. Now we're getting Russian speaking coming through Mexico. Now we're getting uh, Western Africa. Now we're getting people from all over the globe have made their minds up that they're going to come through the southern part of the border and come into New York City. Hey, man, people are waking up. And it is a good thing. It is. I have, however, no empathy or sympathy for these people. I, I do want all Americans, of course, to always live safe. I never want anyone to have uh, a bad life or to have anything bad happen to them, naturally. We want a peaceful, happy country. But I will not stop you from getting what you voted for over in Minneapolis, Minnesota, much like uh, the fraudulent mayor of New York in Minneapolis, a Democratic Party official, a socialist, who advocated against the police department, well, has been left bloodied in a violent carjacking and now is calling and screaming for tougher laws, even though she said she wants to dismantle the Minneapolis police. Well, well, well. Uh, this is a Democratic Party official. She was uh, the second vice chairman for the Democratic Farmer Labor Party, which is the Democrat Party there in uh, Minneapolis and Minnesota. And she is now left uh, horribly uh, battered and bruised after uh, in a photo that she posted uh, after an attack. This is her. We don't want any violence. We don't want anything bad to happen to our fellow Americans. We are in favor. We support our police, our firefighters, our first responders. We are in favor of law enforcement prosecuting criminals, keeping them off our streets and locking them up. From Joe Biden to Hunter Biden, all the way on down. But this person, I will say, like, we won't stop you. I don't live in Minneapolis. I won't stop you from getting what you voted for. 
And if you vote and you agitate and you activist engage to defund and defraud your police department, then what are you voting for? You're getting what you voted for. I mean, I suppose I support democracy in that sense. Support democracy. Yeah. It is important that people are waking up, uh, even if they are coming to their senses uh, after some type of attack or some type of horrible injury. I wish it didn't take that. Maybe that's what this country needs. Sometimes you need a hard spanking as a child to understand the consequences of your own actions. In fact, that is oftentimes the best teacher. Pain is often the best teacher. And so the pain that America went through went through in uh, 2020 with COVID, which was created by a man named Dr. Fauci with your tax dollars uh, for very nefarious purposes. Again, why is there a clip of Dr. Fauci promising that there will be a pandemic during Donald Trump's tenure as president? Why? Why does that clip exist? Why did Dr. Fauci give a speech promising there would be a global pandemic in the next administration? This was on day one of Donald Trump's administration. Curious that. Well, Dr. Fauci is getting body checked on CNN of all places. I guess we started the show with CNN and we will end the show with CNN. Uh, Dr. Fauci was checked to his face over his lies about masking. Remember, compliance, order, power. Remember the clips of Dr. Fauci sitting in a uh, baseball stadium by himself, maskless, watching a baseball game by himself like a king, 30,000 person stadium, and it was only Dr. Fauci that was allowed in it. That's the dream these people have. These cultural communists, these Marxists, this is their dream is to lock all of us people up, to muzzle us and to have the trappings of the world for themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, it didn't work out. People know the fraudulence. They're going to try and bring back COVID 2.0, I'm sure, sure of it. Uh, But Dr. Fauci, uh, it's not the same, not the same CNN you used to go on, pal. Watch. Uh, Brett Stevens in The Times talked about Cochrane. Put that on the screen. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference, he told the journalist Mayanne Damasi. Full stop. But wait, hold on. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers to impose mask mandates? They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. Now the data are less strong. Remember all those photos of little children masking with the politicians standing over them smiling? There's a Stacey Abrams one that's particularly repulsive. But Joe Biden's met masked kids where you have these commu- you know, these these people. They're Marxists. And so they believe in the masking of children. They want all of us to be muzzled and muled and masked and to like sit there and serve them. You have to imagine a world. You have to think, think the way that they think. Get into the mind of your enemy. Barack Obama is not a Christian. Barack Obama is not even a Muslim, I don't think. Barack Obama is an atheist. 
Barack Obama believes in himself as God, as all atheists do. They view themselves as God. And if you view yourself as God, then you will, of course, view the majesty of your existence to be the oppression of all others because, well, you are yourself the commander of the universe. You are yourself in power. You can control all. And that is, of course, the nature of Marxism. Marx writes at the just beginning of the Communist Manifesto that the first thing you got to destroy is the family and the church. You got to destroy these institutions, family, church. What's happening right now in America? Not, in it, not, not little by little, like at incredible rates of speed. The destruction of the church, the destruction of the family. Was that the same as when you were raised? Was that like the same as like, were those, were those things happening pre-Barack Obama? No, they weren't. Barack Obama is a Marx, a committed Marxist whose sole intent in life is to is to utterly uh, transform, uh, in the in his words, uh, the nature of America. They wish to make this a Marxist nation, and they must do that by assuming all power from all institutions. So they're attacking the family, they're attacking the church. And that is why on this program, and they put liars like Dr. Fauci in charge of these organizations to like obfuscate and to mask children and to show you that the state is all powerful and you have nothing. This is the nature of the Marxist, okay? This is why the gulags existed in the Soviet Union. And Barack Obama comes directly from that that ideology. Directly from it. You can see it line and verse. And Joe Biden is simply a sad and pathetic diseased extension of it. A really poor cutout, quite frankly for the hardened Marxists that these people are. And it's great to call them out. It's great to see them utterly defrauded. It's great to see them humiliated. And we will continue apace at doing that. It is also why we end every single show with Bible verse to ensure that we are like, one, Bible verse, like reading scripture uh, exercises demons. And so demonic uh, energy cannot exist when you're reading scripture. Two, uh, we want to make sure that we like keep our eyes focused on what really matters, our true North Star. We want to keep our eyes focused on what is the driving force for our lives and a way to organize our lives in a, in a manner that uh, actually leads to some reason for existence, right? And so that is why we read our Bible. That is why we share about our family and we have a family show here, right? My wife is due uh, – at any second now. I mean, literally, I do the show with a phone open, see if I get a text. Hey, you know, come to the hospital. That's what would happen. Hopefully, it'd be pick me up and then we'd drive to the hospital together. Well, we'll see. It's a family show. If I'm off for a couple of days, we'll make an announcement. Like, you know, we're having baby number three. Family and God. God and family. And that's how you save a nation, ladies and gentlemen. Let's do some nation saving here. Second Corinthians 4, 8. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Yeah. What is seen is temporary. This world run by Barack Obama, run by Joe Biden, run by Joe Biden. Give me a break. Joe Biden ain't running Jack. Run by these people, these shadowy creeps and weirdos, these losers, these barnacles on our federal bureaucracy. The machine, it's all temporary. What is seen is temporary. What is unseen is eternal. Focus on what is unseen. The bonds with your family, the spiritual joy of bringing angelic creatures into this earth, like having children, right? Like the 
the, the bond that you have with your creator. Focus on those things. That's eternal. Fix our eyes on that and head into the weekend uplifted. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy, Benny. Have a great one. See ya.